0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Our final half hour here today. Angela Cocott will be in with Calgary today after 3 o'clock. We'll have more time for your calls uh, and your texts as well, 403 974 8255. I want to talk a bit about uh, the, the whole controversy around GMOs, uh, but in particular, the Arctic apple, which has been maybe one of the flashpoints. Uh, in recent debate. Uh, now, again, as I said earlier, that's a pretty simple approach. As as much as it's a remarkable uh, achievement, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. And a Canadian-based company that did it uh, find that gene in the apple that causes apples to brown, and just basically switch off the gene. So you're not adding anything. You're not creating some weird new apple. <laughs> You just you're shutting off a gene, uh, so the apple doesn't brown nearly as quickly. I think it will eventually, <laughs> um, but yeah. So for parents, for example, who want to put some sliced apple in their kids' lunch, there you go. Uh, it's taken a long time to to get this product to market, though, and I mean it speaks to I think how vigorous and in, in both the U.S. and Canada the process is to approving uh, GMO food products. Uh, in fact, uh, the the Arctic Apple, which goes on sale in the U.S. saw on Monday, uh, still not for sale in Canada. Uh, it was approved for sale in both countries back in 2015, but I, I guess it takes a long time to to go through all the various hoops. Anyway, joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on on this why this has been controversial, whether there's some legitimate concern around these, these GMO products. Please to welcome the program. Uh, Renee Van Acker, he's a dean and professor at the uh, Ontario Agriculture College at the University of Guelph. Uh, Dr. Van Acker, welcome to the program.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, y- again, I mean, you know, th- th- this has been such a, a source of controversy over something that seems relatively straightforward enough. Well, what does it tell us about the debate around GMOs?
1: Well, I, I, I think with the... Uh with the arctic apple in particular because um, because the apple is an iconic food mm-hmm. uh, because it's associated with health uh, and because we we eat it directly as a food I think it's a, a possibly a different equation for consumers versus let's say a GMO canola where you know the product uh, that we know is oil that is then mm-hmm. let's say perhaps turned into margarine I mean, it's, it's a much more indirect association, and uh, consumers don't, you know, eat canola plants right. <laughs> directly. So I, I think that's that's one difference, and so it might be a little bit more evocative uh, for those that have concerns.
0: All right, so what's the role of, of regulators? And in Canada, then, it, it falls to Health Canada, as I understand, right. to, to review these. What, what is it that we need to be on guard for, and why, why do we need a thorough process?
1: Well, uh... You know, the, the technology, as you pointed out in, in your introduction, is is amazing technology and, and really um, recombinant DNA technology, genetic modification, or new technologies, gene editing, et cetera, coming, uh, coming down the pike, uh, are technologies that allow us to do things that we couldn't even have imagined uh, 20 or 30 years ago. And so it's not that the technology is uh, dangerous, per se, but, you know, we could do things with that technology that may may be dangerous. Uh, And so we need regulatory oversight to look at the product, to demand testing, uh, to ensure that uh, there are no risks to human health. And so um, we have very, as you pointed out, very uh, rigorous, uh, uh, competent authorities like Health Canada who do that work in Canada and make sure that products don't get to market that are a, a risk to human health.
0: Right. But how is this different? I, I guess this wasn't something we could do before, but obviously when, when it comes to, to agriculture, we had a lot of different ways of kind of almost engineering the sort of traits we want in, in fruits or vegetables and, and crossbreeding technology and that sort of thing. So what, what's changed?
1: The technology is is fundamentally different. I mean, it's, uh, for plant breeders, uh, plant or animal breeders, it's exciting because um, prior to technology like recombinant DNA technology, they were pretty much limited within the species they were working in or maybe very closely related species uh, in terms of sourcing genes. Uh, with recombinant DNA technology, uh, they can source genes from anywhere, really, any species. Uh, and then with gene editing and with synthetic biology, you know, there may be a possibility to create genes. And so, so this greatly expands the possibilities in terms of your source of genetic material, and it, and it, uh, it makes for endless possibilities, really. So it has, has really opened up a whole new world for breeders. Um, but it has also, you know, opened up a, a whole new set of questions for regulators. And, mm-hmm. and so they, they uh, you know, they want to make sure that, that um, the products that are released are safe.
0: Right, and and I know that the, the concern gets raised often about well containment. All I, I suppose is one way to put it that that somehow you know the, these apples, as an example, uh, we're going to lose control of them, and they're going to take over other apple fields, and we'll have nothing but the, these apples. Now, are, are those kinds of fears overblown?
1: It really depends on the on the species and the scenario. With something like apple, that's highly unlikely um, uh, to, to happen because of of the particular biology of apples and apple trees et cetera. so so that's un, unlikely um you know with something like canola uh you know there's a lot more chance for spread from field to field but uh, it, it really depends on the on the case and the, and the scenario yeah so with i think with apples it's um it's not as much of a concern
0: but that, that's something that health canada would need to to factor in in their assessment though right
1: uh environment canada would uh would be involved in, in that assessment along with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada because they would, uh, th- there's two key areas of concern. One is human health and the other one is environmental health yeah. and, uh, and so other agencies would, would get involved and would look at things like, you know, can this, can this spread in the environment, can it become feral, can it become a, an invasive species somehow, uh, cause other problems. Uh, and and those sorts of assessments are done as well. I mean, it would have been done with uh, with this product as well, yeah. So it's, it would have passed both uh, environmental risk assessment and health risk assessment.
0: And do you feel that it's a, a sufficient process?
1: I do. I, I'm, I'm confident in uh, Canada's uh, regulators and Canada's regulatory system. Um, and, you know, uh, I think sometimes people forget that we have... Highly sophisticated regulatory systems, and um, and or maybe they take it for granted, or or just are unaware of it. But I I certainly trust uh, those competent authorities, um, uh, and and I uh, you know I I think when they deregulate something like the Arctic apple, it's um, it's safe for consumption.
0: Now, here's the challenge, then, when it comes to to marketing. I don't know whether they're going to build this as something that's genetically modified to play up this technology, and, and maybe people won't really know what this product is. Um, so what should be, I mean, do, do we need rules uh, around labeling on products like this?
1: You know, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I, uh, I, for one, am, am, you know, I'm not certain. I, I, the company, I'm sure, has been doing its homework in terms of marketing. I, me, personally, I... I I'm not sure how compelling a, a market it is for non-browning apple. Uh, I, I mean, I tend, I do eat lots of apples. I tend to just buy them and and eat them whole. <laughs> right. yeah. So whether browns or not is kind of not really my personal concern. But I, I can certainly see that you know the food service industry in particular. I, I think uh, you know you could you could slice and pre-pack. Uh, you know maybe um, at fast food outlets, et cetera. I, I can see the advantage there because you could have, you could increase uh, shelf life, not in terms of safety, but in terms of attractiveness and, uh, of the product. So so that could be compelling, but um, will they play up the, the GM? I, I don't know. I mean, they're getting a lot of press, so it, it might be hard to avoid. Uh, I, I doubt the company will avoid it. Uh, I think they're quite proud of, of their achievement. Um, it could be an interesting test case, you know, if, if they if they tackle it head on and and are very uh, upfront about that um, and consumers are like, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) It may be a very interesting test case to see whether labeling actually would be an issue or not for for companies producing genetically modified.
0: Yeah. I'll be curious, but I mean, it still sounds like it might be a couple more years before these, these are being sold in Canada. I just wonder, you know, we have a thorough process. Is it almost too thorough in a way?
1: Well, uh, you know, and, and I think once it's deregulated, then it becomes, uh, my understanding is, then it becomes more uh, about the business case. And so, um, you know, this company may have a better launch opportunity in the U.S. than in Canada. And that may be the case. I'm not certain, but um, so that may be part of the reason for delay in Canada. It, it's also a, a matter of um, gaining the acreage, and and unlike canola, for example, where you can, you know, if, if I want to plant GMO canola this year and have my entire crop this year, GMO canola, I can do that, because you just plant the seeds and you go. Of course, with apple trees, uh, they're trees, and so um, it's, it can't be done so quickly, right? And uh, and there are multiple varieties. I mean, I, of course, you know, they'll go with the most popular varieties, but there are a you know, the multitude of varieties, So so having producers which over is a, is a much longer process as well with, uh,
0: with apple trees. Yeah, very interesting. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, professor, thanks for the insight, and uh, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thank you for, for, for asking. All right, all the best. Take care. Uh, that's to, uh, Dr. Renee Van Acker. He's a dean and professor at the Ontario Agriculture College at the University of Guelph. He's been studying uh, GMOs for about 15 years now. Uh, so his thoughts on, on the process that exists, and it is you know, a thorough review process that, that exists in Canada. It's still going to be a couple more years, even before these Arctic apples uh, are sold here. Uh, is this anything to fear? Would you buy these? Anyway, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.